Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Over the, the last three difficult months, visitation at nursing homes is once again possible now. With strict guidelines in place, residents are allowed to be visited by family and friends. However, in the interest of public safety, visitation will only be allowed in facilities with no ongoing COVID-19 outbreak. To hear more about this, we're joined on the line this morning by Dunnock McCarthy from Riverbrook Nursing Home and Tyg Daly of Nursing Homes Ireland. You're both very welcome to the programme this morning. Um, hi Gillian, how are you? Donna McCarthy. Hi Donna. Hi Donna. Can can I ask you first of all, why, how difficult was it to be able to to have to refuse family members to come into nursing homes during uh, the last over the last couple of months? Um, well, it, it was it was quite difficult. We made a decision um, fairly quickly on the morning sixth of March uh, to suspend all visitors and all unnecessary. Um, directly, um, sorry, anyone that wasn't directly involved in the care of residents on the, the morning of the 6th of March. Um, later that day, Nursing Home Ireland um, confirmed that they were requesting all nursing homes to cease um, visiting. Um, and many nursing homes followed suit immediately. Um, Tony Houlihan came out a number of days later, early the following week, and said this was jumping the gun, that there was no need for it. Um, but in the fullness of the time, <clears throat> it has been shown that the nursing homes that did um, Peace visitation immediately. Uh, it has made all the difference. So, for example, um, from our our situation, we've had no COVID of any description in any of the residents, or any of the staff, or any of the staff's families. Um, so, it was quite well, it was quite a difficult decision to make at the time. It has turned out to have certainly have been the been the right one. Donna, um, did you get any backlash at the time? Um, not really. Some people were a little bit slow to. Uh, fully comprehend it um, because we were the, the first to do it and certainly before it became um, such a hot topic on the media um, we were literally dealing with just our own resident families and some of them were it just took a little bit of time for thinking and some of them immediately saw the um, the, the importance of it um, particularly family members of people that had we'd say chronic respiratory issues And did anybody um, quote Dr Tony Holohan to you and say yeah, sure, oh, the chief did. medical oh, officer says it's yeah. too early yeah, absolutely, they did. But um, when it was explained to them, then they were very understanding of it. They said, okay, should we get it now? You know? Um, but, you know, modern technology and, um, you know, the likes of your, your Zoom and your FaceTime and WhatsApp videos and things like that, that had made all the difference. You know, that people were able to uh, communicate at an electronic level with um, with loved ones. Um, you know, like the... In the overall scheme of things, many nursing homes such as ourselves, we had open visiting. So, for example, um, people, as long as at a reasonable hour, uh, you know, between 9am in the morning, maybe, and 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening, we had open visiting and people could turn up at any stage, of the, you know, and, uh, and and come in and visit. But we have seen that during the, the COVID-19 crisis, we've seen a significant reduction in the amount of antibiotics being used within the within the nursing home. And overall, there was a significant increase in the overall health of um, of our residents. So many nursing homes have taken the decision now to um, keep, even when this COVID-19 crisis is completely gone, to have a little bit more formal um, arrangement as regards visiting hours, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I feel very conflicted about that, Donna. Like, on the one hand, it makes complete sense if you can see that your residents' health is improving by restricting visiting, but yeah. you're, 
what are you improving their health for? You know, I mean, what is life but our connections with our family and our loved ones? And quite frankly, if it, if it were me in a nursing home, I wouldn't care if it added an extra couple of years of my life if I couldn't see my family and friends during that time. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a fairly true, poor choice of words that you used there to say, what are we improving the health for? Um, and I think you kind of corrected that. I'm sure you didn't mean it in the way it sounded. Um, but, you know, for the for the general population of a nursing home... No, we, we, I just just to clarify yeah. what I meant there, because I do, what I mean is... Yeah, no, of course, I, I, I can What, what I'm trying to say is, if we are trying to keep people in good health, it's so that they can have a good quality of life. And, of you know, there is no point in people uh, being perfectly healthy in their nursing homes, but having zero quality of life. Of course. Now, of course, you know, nobody in a nursing home is, put the, you know, the term on it, to be perfectly healthy. Everyone is in a nursing home for one particular reason or another. Um, and we're not suggesting for a minute, now the other nursing homes that are going to be um, looking at this idea, not suggesting for a minute that there'll be long-term restrictions on, uh, on visitation, but just visitation in a little bit more organised manner. So, for example... Um, if visiting hours are from a particular length of time during the day and again obviously in the evening it's possible then to organise a very systematic deep clean of areas where visitors and things like that were and none of these things would have been kind of realised without the restrictions um, to do with, with, with COVID-19 so I'm not suggesting that there would be no visiting I'm just suggesting that there would be a more um, a more formal organising of it that's uh, that's, that's all. And um, do you think that, you you know, that maybe now because of what we've been through in the last couple of months, that people will realise the importance of things when they're, they're visiting their loved ones in nursing homes that they may not have realised before in terms of, you know, really scrubbing the hands before you arrive and making sure that perhaps for some time to come that you, you do keep some bit of a, a distance from them or just more careful in general about the those aspects that could possibly pass on anything that you might be carrying unknown to yourself? Well, just to, to give an example, um, as regards visiting in Macaroni on, on day three now of the, um, of the resumption of visiting, but um, say things that are happening both in our nursing home and in other nursing homes is that um, we have to have a staff member supervising the visit, which, yes, I, I'm, I'm, to the, the man on the street, it might sound, that sounds ridiculous. Why are you supervising it? But people have um, tried to hand mobile phones over to, to residents, for example, to interact with someone else that's not in the visit on the likes of um, FaceTime or WhatsApp. Um, people have been trying to in food, um, you know, like a, a treat, whether it be an ice cream or anything like that, and just handing straight over to the resident. And many people don't just don't fully get it because you know these people, if the um, if the resident, for example, if the resident in their is in their eighties, um, their children are well into their possibly in their fifties or some of them into their sixties, and they have grown up in uh, an era in an Ireland that has never had anything in the line of COVID nineteen. They have a general public awareness of infection control, but they wouldn't have a nursing home or a clinical awareness of infection control. So. Obviously, handing over a phone to a nursing to a resident of a nursing home, a phone that is out in the general public, it has been in toilets, it has been in kitchens, it has been in no, laptops, it has it has been everywhere. You know, they're known to be massive germ carriers, mobile phones, aren't they? 
and like that's just we're in a bit of a transient period there that mm. people just need to to realise even the likes of your pen for signing in for the visit you know um, pens are, are, are in essence are a vector for um, for bacteria and for viruses and things like that as well so we are in a as I said we're only in three days into um, the formalised reopening of, of, of visits and that is going to take a little bit of ironing out and these are kind of very basic things to someone that's working in healthcare, but they're not on the agenda of someone that's not working in healthcare. And when you mention it to them, then they go, oh my God, never thought of that. Of course, it makes sense, but never thought of it. It wasn't on their radar. So that, that will take a little bit of time, you know, okay. just the teething, teething problems or teething issues with it. And of course, it's a natural thing to do to say, oh, look, you know, Dina's on the phone, she'd love to say hello to you and hand over the phone. And that, that becomes an issue then. Okay. Tyg, um all of these things, there seems to be so many details um, that are being looked at and the whole world of nursing homes has changed dramatically in the last few months. Yeah, good morning, Julian. Yeah, I mean, it has been a very challenging time, but I'm, I'm proud of the, the care that has been delivered by the, by the staff in the sector and the easing of visitor restrictions. While it's a welcome development, we do need to move very, very carefully and be very vigilant uh, because the last thing any of us need now is to either introduce or reintroduce COVID into into a facility that has such devastating impacts for, for older people. So the public health guidance is there for a reason. Uh, and people, you know, the vast majority of, of families understand that. Uh, but, you know, the, the rules are completely different to uh, prior to COVID, obviously, when people could come and visit at any time of the day or night. Now it has to be pre-booked. Uh, and uh, as, as, um, as you've just outlined there, you know, what we do need to do is in, is ensure that we take, you know, very significant precautions to maintain both the safety and welfare of residents primarily, but also of staff within within the nursing home sector. Tyg, one thing I've noticed during this is that there's a whole spectrum of where people think, you know, guidelines should be. Um, there are people who have not stepped outside their door since the beginning of March or, mm. you know, because they're cocooning and won't do it until a vaccine is held and feels everybody should be indoors and we should have more strict uh, lockdown measures. And there are people who think we should reopen everything tomorrow. I just think from a nursing home point of view, it must be very difficult for you because you probably have some family members who are unhappy that visits have reopened because they're worried that it's going to put their loved ones at risk. And then you've other family members who want more visiting hours than they than are being allowed. Absolutely. And look, human nature being what it is, the, the, the full spectrum is there. Uh, but you can be assured that nursing homes are taking very significant precautions and dealing with families on a one-to-one. Um, and, you know, where families are looking for maybe a, a, a more... Uh, easing of visitor restrictions, you know, it has to be explained that the, the rationale for the public health advices uh, is based on sound, uh, very sound, uh, very sound advices. And we'd ask people to bear with us. You know, technology has a huge role to play. It'll never be the same as obviously as meeting somebody face to face. But clearly, you know, we we need to move very very carefully and and very gingerly, for the want of a better word, in terms of uh, in terms of this. Because at the moment, as you and I know. You know, cafes and restaurants aren't open, bars aren't open, hotels aren't open. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, you know, we have moved uh, to a phased reintroduction. I think that's a key word. You know, it's not business as usual, unfortunately. Uh, and, and uh, you know, at the outset, when we moved visitor restrictions, it was done with a very, very heavy heart. But it was done in the best interest of the safety, security and welfare of, of the residents that, that we care so deeply for. Donna, you've been obviously 
watching residents go through this and you mentioned the technology helping and all of that but have you have you seen suffering on the part of residents in terms of not being able to see the family and friends physically um no not obviously not physically um emotionally and mentally yes of course it's very very challenging for residents both here in Riverbrook and Castleconnell and for um any other residents in nursing homes throughout the country um like it's, it has presented a massive, massive, massive challenge. You know, and not not even so much the likes of um, your your visits, but you know things like visits from a hairdresser, for example. Um, like that has all been stopped because um, the, the, our staff were willing to 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 do go the extra mile and to do the hair for the ladies, uh, in particular, who was delighted with, it, and the gentlemen uh, delighted as well, but to a lesser extent. Um, but it has had a, a massive effect, of course it has, but I think families on the outside uh, were very, very cognizant of the need for it. And now that um, we've reopened, yes, we have people ringing and saying, look, we'd like to get our booking and whatever else, but there's no one getting um, obstreperous or anxious about it. They just they understand that this is where we're at and that it is for for the common good. Um, that's what I would that I would say about that, is that people on the whole, our understanding, if they're understanding initially, what's explained a little bit more clearly to them, and it, these things are an awful lot for people also to take in. Um, you know, there's so much to take in all the time as regards it. Like even for nursing homes to be able to take it in and uh, and, and and make plans. And I must commend Tyg, and I've commended him in the past, and all the staff of Nursing Home Ireland. I mean, he is just he really is the saviour of the nursing homes both here in Riverbrook and elsewhere uh, throughout this it's just it's remarkable so and well done Tyke and thank you and thank you to all your staff Thank nice you for all kind words on okay, absolutely but I mean it's down to the staff as you know as you and I know the people who, who come in every day it's been very very challenging for staff right across the sector for the last number of months of even their own families you know yeah. putting on PPE not knowing what they were facing on a daily basis so the staff are the real heroes and heroines and people like yourself as, as owners and managers so it's been a tough tough time but I think the sector has has come out uh, very strongly, and um, you know I think the other thing that isn't always said, um, you know, the vast majority of people who contracted COVID in nursing homes have actually made a full recovery. You know, four out of five uh, residents that have contracted it, you know, clearly there has been significant mortality rate, and our condolences go out to all of those families. Um, but thanks to the care and attention and and love of of the staff and people who work with us, uh, we've managed to I suppose stymie maybe uh, some of the effects of, of this awful virus. Absolutely. And the staff became, in essence, the staff became the families of, of the residents. They really did, and they went the extra they went the extra mile in all nursing homes across the country. They stood up and were counted. Donna, the family members that have arrived for visits this week, are they able yes. to hug their loved ones? No. No. That's hard. That, that is hard. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost know, I, harder to be there in the physical presence and not be able to do that than to, you know, have the chat with them over Zoom. Uh, yeah. Um, many nursing homes have created perspex screens to divide between the um, the resident and the the family member. We haven't done that in Riverbrook um, because we felt that it is really uh, a draconian measure. We have it supervised by a staff member, so it's a supervised visit. Um, and last. 30 minutes that commences with, you know, um, hand sanitization, cleaning, temperature check, all that kind of thing with the with the visitor. Um, goes on for 30 minutes, strictly 30 minutes. Um, and supervised at social distancing spacing rather than creating a physical perspex barrier. 
between the family member and their, their resident um, loved one. We're going to review that as, as things go on, um, but for that, we've done it for the first few days and, um, and we'll have to see, because it's difficult enough on, on families as it is without physically having the, the barrier. I mean, tier to four, all we had was with barriers like that in the post office um, and in the bank. That's where we had them. And now we have them everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've a lovely message come in here from Tom Collins, who's in Ballinacurra, and says, speaking about the nursing homes, I'd l- just like to compliment Abbey Close Nursing Home in Eskeaton. My brother's in his 80s and he stays there and I haven't been able to see him. They've been writing to me with updates about he- how he's been doing. They even wrote to me about the new visitation guidelines. They deserve to be complimented as much as the frontline workers in the hospitals. I got to speak to my brother too and he told me he's loving it there. They're so good to him. They've been bringing them out to the garden on sunny days, spaced out, of course, and giving them cold drinks to have outside just want to send praise their way it's lovely when you get a message like that Tig isn't it yeah absolutely and we get them all the time but I suppose they, they never they never reach the public domain like they have today so thank you uh, for reading that out and thank you to, to your to your listener for sending it in we, we you know members see that all the time you know the people who understand and know nursing homes value very much uh, the care and love and attention by, by, by staff um, I suppose there is sometimes a debate in the public domain which doesn't always reflect uh, what goes on in nursing home care. Nursing home care. So um, hopefully there'll be, a, 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 I suppose, an appreciation, if you like, of, of the, the role of nursing home care into the future. And again, you know, the debate is normally around, you know, acute versus community versus home care. What we need to do as a society is, is value our older people mm-hmm. uh, and, and prepare and plan for that. As an organisation, we've been calling for a number of years uh, for a forum on long-term care. We now see in the programme for government where they're talking about a commission on ageing. I mean, very often when people talk about ageing, it's very much in the pejorative sense. Uh, and it's, you know, the language sometimes that's used is very ageist. Um, all of us are ageing, whether we like it or not. Uh, we'll be older tomorrow than we were yesterday. Um, and uh, what we've got to do as a society is plan for that ageing demographic and plan a whole range of services, uh, whether it's independent living, whether it's home care, daycare, and indeed the, uh, I suppose, high dependency care provided by a nursing home has a crucial role to play in that as we have, you know, 50% of our population over, over 85 is going to grow in the next number of years. So it is a significant challenge for us, but uh, as a society, we, we're, we're well up for it. And the nursing home sector has a crucial role, has played a big role and has a crucial role to play both now and into the future. And, you know, I suppose we're all looking for silver linings. Uh, it was lovely to hear you say, Donna, that the general health of the population in Riverbrook Nursing Home has improved uh, with the fewer uses of antibiotics and that kind of thing as a result of the last couple of months. So that, that is a positive. And I suppose if, you, if it ne- means that you have to relook at the way you've been doing visiting um, in the future, if that does help with the health, that, that, that's a good thing. You'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. Of course. Okay, well, thanks very much for joining us on the programme this morning. Donna McCarthy of Riverpook Nursing Home in Castle Connell and Tyg Daly of Nursing Homes Ireland. Thanks, Julian. Thanks, Mark. Good morning. Today, now on 46 19 95.